Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And if you have been with us the last couple weeks, you will know that we have been working through all of our keys to freedom, actually starting in August. And so it's been an ongoing series of really just breaking down what each of our keys are and then the practicality of putting those things to work. The last two weeks we hit on forgiveness and today we're shifting gears and moving into generational patterns. And really, it's interesting, Mel, because I think about the term generational patterns, and I think some people in the church maybe have even heard them referred to as generational curses. Right. But we're really particular about talking through how these are generational patterns, Mm -hmm. because curses kind of has that whole idea that it just sort of comes to you and you don't have a choice and you're just kind of stuck with it. But when we talk about patterns, the reality is that I have a choice, that Mm -hmm. I have a place of understanding what the word says. And looking at my generational line, recognizing what patterns have been passed to me, whether that's blessings or whether that's more difficult things. And then understanding that we actually have the ability in the name of Jesus to break those things. Mm -hmm. And so as we're talking through, some people may understand these more as curses, maybe in the way that they have been trained or have heard of these things. But we'll be referring to them as generational patterns because there is something about choice that we continue to hit on that's so important. Absolutely. I think that's a huge distinction because... On the one hand, if you think of them as curses, then first yeah. of all, there's almost this like crazy pressure on you. Like if I don't get everything <laughs> together in perfect order, there's going to be like curses on the yeah. like generations after me, which I just don't think follows Mm-mm. the truth. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, if I think that it's curses that have been passed on to me, then I, I have no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. I'm a total victim to those things and I have no ability to change them. And I just don't think either of those things are accurate and true. Yeah. Now, there obviously is a place at one of our recent workshops, somebody actually came up and she said, now, what about in these other, she was actually from another country and she was mm-hmm. like, well, but in our country, there are curses placed on families. And yeah. I'm like, okay, now that can get into some different things, you know, right. it's just far as the purpose of what we're discussing here. We are talking really specifically about those patterns of behavior that can be passed on. Now, Mm -hmm. some of those things can be genetic, like dispositions towards certain things. So there is some truth to that. There's also a lot that are just behavioral things that are passed on from generation to generation, simply because um, you're affected by the people Mm -hmm. that you are raised by and by the people that you're around and you will affect the generations after you like it or not. And so again, some of those can be genetic. Some are just behavioral. You know, some are are great positive life-giving patterns that get passed on, but some are destructive patterns. And I think ones that tend to come to mind to people are kind of the obvious ones like alcoholism or addiction or things like that, that again, sometimes really can, people can have some genetic dispositions towards those things. There's a lot of truth to that as well, Mm -hmm. but there's also ones that I think kind of are a little more under the radar that people don't always recognize as generational patterns, but just things like control or fear or codependency. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yes. Oh man, that's a good one. And I wasn't being sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even just like, I know people who they've had parents who just really never expressed feelings, emotions, Mm -hmm. love, those kinds of things. And then they didn't really know how to do it either. I mean, really no one is exempt from this. Even if you don't know your biological family, Mm -hmm. uh, the people that raised you, the people that you were around as you grew up, they had a very significant impact on your life, whether or not you've recognized it yet. And so it's something that really applies to everyone. And so something that's very important to address because the people that you may be helping really, this could be a very significant key for them when they recognize, you know what, some of this stuff was really just patterns that got passed down. And I actually have a choice now to 
break them. Yep. To break them in prayer and then to begin to learn some new ways. But you hit on something important, Mel. And that is because I think often people, when they hear this discussion, we think generational patterns and we think, well, like I think of the young women that I've counseled over the years that are adopted. Right. They don't know their biological family. They don't have any contact with them. They don't know what their biological family brought. And so I think it's a little bit twofold. What I have seen is that we deal with their adoptive family because that's the structure and the relationship and the environment that they were raised in. And so there were certain things that they were taught or they were around that they need to break and be aware of. But I've also seen as well, and I remind people of this all the time, Holy Spirit knows your biological family. And so Mm -hmm. we would often even just spend time in prayer. Lord, are there any generational patterns that we need to break in prayer and be aware of that we can't necessarily know in the natural? just because we don't know those people. We've never met those people. But you know where especially the negative patterns are that we need to address. And so I think it is a little bit of twofold. It's the natural of looking at where you've come from, you know, the family patterns, that kind of stuff, but also that place of prayer because the Lord, when he does a work, he does a full work. Mm -hmm. And so when we invite him in, in any area, like we've talked all along the way, if I'm dealing with forgiveness, I may know automatically some things I need to forgive, but sometimes there's things in my heart that I'm not even fully aware of that the Lord is able to highlight. And I think it's very much the same thing as well. And so... We need to understand this does apply to everyone, Mm -hmm. even if you don't know your biological family. And even if you don't have your own biological children. That's right. That's true. I think some people can kind of exempt themselves from this one because they're like, you know what? I don't don't have kids of my own. I'm not planning on having kids, so I don't really have to worry about this whole generational thing. Mm -hmm. But again, regardless, you are impacting the generations after you, whether or not you have your own biological children or not. And so I think, and, and part of this too is absolutely about the generations that follow. But part mm-hmm. of it is also just your healing and wholeness. And That's this could so be true. a pretty significant key for you. So I just encourage people and, <laughs> and encourage the people that you're helping as well to not kind of check out on this one just because this one doesn't really resonate with them because it really does affect them and they really will affect others through this. So I think what's really important is honestly with this one, it's just it's kind of like just going straight back to the gospel Mm -hmm. on where we address generational patterns because, you know, scripture is clear. I mean, God has given us the power and given us the ability to identify those patterns in our family and to, and to really reject those patterns and to break them through the power of Christ. And it really is, it just goes back to the fact that Jesus, I, I really love the way that scripture is even worded because Jesus's life and death and resurrection really made possible for us a second birth. You know, I love that it actually uses the word like reborn or born Mm -hmm. again in scripture because it's like literally you are getting born again into a new family and you have a new bloodline. And that bloodline is actually, it supersedes the natural bloodline Mm -hmm. that you were born into. And so through the blood of Christ, a new bloodline was actually created. You know, when we come to him, when we give our lives to Christ, it literally says in scripture that we are born born again of the spirit. And it's just cool because we have the access to a new bloodline. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what's important, and I think we'll start getting way more into this, is that just because you have access to it doesn't mean that you're walking in it. And so there is a place for intentionality and choosing to access and to walk in the new bloodline and to reject the patterns of the old. Um, But I just think it's really kind of simple, you know? I mean, it's really just like, let's go to the Bible. Let's see what it says about the fact that, I mean, because of Jesus, we get a new family. We get a new family line. We get a new bloodline. It doesn't mean that our natural family is, you know, thrown away. But at the same time, we really get access to a bloodline that's stronger than our natural one as well. And so 
it's it's really kind of simple when you go to scripture with that one. It really is. And it's so exciting too. And I think the challenge with this key is I think it can be underestimated for the power that it holds, but it also, I think, can almost feel a little overwhelming for people too, if they don't really understand mm-hmm. it, where there is quite a simplicity to it. Mm-hmm. Really, it just starts with identifying those patterns, whether that's through a place of prayer. Of course, we're always going to encourage that. But there's that place, like I said a minute ago, of just looking at your family line. For instance, if there's a lot of divorce in your family, that it may be something that you you kind of come up against after you get married. Mm-hmm. You may have to fight a little differently for your marriage because that perhaps there is that generational pattern of divorce because it's been experienced, it's been seen, it's just kind of played out over generations. And so there may be a reality of, okay, as I'm getting ready to get married, I need to understand that that may be something that is a challenge. We may have some different challenges in our marriage we need to overcome and really look at. But the beautiful part that I've also seen is that when we are able to be the generation that stands in the gap, and breaks those things in a place of prayer, but then also through our choices and our healing and our moving forward, we're then able to go, wow, suddenly my children or my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren are not going to have to address or deal with these things in the same way because I stood in the gap and I was willing to break those things. And I think you really, really see that with certain individuals who've come from a lot where their parents or their grandparents weren't willing to kind of stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. They didn't deal with their own healing process. They, there was just kind of a lot of abuse and junk that mm-hmm. was passed on. But when you meet those individuals that have done the work in their generation, suddenly you see a shift as their children come along and their grandchildren come along. They will still have choices to make. Absolutely. Sure. But there is a, just a different blessing that's passed on, which is super, super cool. And so when it comes to the practicality of it, it really is recognizing, identifying those patterns and then the choice of just confessing them and asking the Lord to break them in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like we talk about, anytime we break something negative, whether it's a lie, whether it's praying through forgiveness, whatever it is, we always replace it with something. So Lord, if I break the generational pattern of divorce, then I pray for an awesome blessing of commitment and covenant and all of these things that really then come in place of what that pattern was. And then from that place, of course, as always, it's typically never just a prayer. (laughs) There's typically steps afterwards, whether it's getting counseling, whether it's dealing with certain things, um, just being aware of those patterns and really lining up with what I've broken in prayer. Now, Lord, I need you to show me what are my practical steps so that I can walk forward in freedom. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. I, I know people who, when they've identified patterns in their family, there's something that kind of rises up in them that's mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I actually have the opportunity yeah. to break this thing. This has been passed down from my great grandparents to my grandparents to my and who knows how many generations past that. Mm-hmm. And I get to be the one to choose that it stops now. That's I just awesome. think it's just such a cool thing that people can rise up into that place and that they actually have been given the power and the ability, you know, to do that. But Jen, I think what's so good that you pointed out was the importance of not just breaking, but also replacing it with blessing. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's important to look back and, and also ask the Lord to reveal to you, what are the blessings that have been passed on to me? What are the positive mm-hmm. patterns that have been passed on from my family? Uh, for some people, you may have to get a little more creative than others. That's but, right. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's it's usually, you, you're usually able to find something. Yeah. You're usually able to find at least one good thing that mom passed on, that dad passed on, that whoever it may be passed on to you that you get to continue on mm-hmm. um, and pass on to the generations after as well. But also just really being intentional about like not just focusing on the negative and like, I just want to break and break and break and break, but oh my goodness, I get to pass on life. Right. And, and truly, like you mentioned, I think one of the scriptures that I've heard a lot, you know, brought up 
when it comes to the idea of generational patterns is the one in Exodus 20. So there's an Old Testament scripture where God says, I'm going to lay the sins of the parents mm-hmm. on the children and even the children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Now, that was an Old Testament scripture. Mm-hmm. and But I think that the important thing is to know that, first of all, like we're saying, because of Jesus and because of the redemption that we have been given, that that whole idea of just like the cursing and the punishment of parents on the kids and all of that, there's some truth to that in that your kids are going to experience the ramifications right. of those negative bad choices that you have made. So there is truth to the fact that they're going to be affected and they're going to be affected negatively. There's consequences. Those things. But as yeah. far as that like curse that the Lord is placing on families, we just don't believe that that's the way he operates in today and, mm-hmm. and after Jesus. And so... I just think it's important that there is some truth to that scripture because when you choose blessing and reject those negative patterns, your the future is going to be affected. And like you said, I love the thought that because you have chosen to put in the hard work and fight the battles to break mm-hmm. those patterns, your kids aren't going to have to fight those. They will have others. They'll have other things that they're going to probably have to fight in their own lifetime. But you got to break that one. You got to really pass on blessing instead. And so I just think it's a really cool thing. Again, I just think not only focusing on the negative, but finding those good things that have been passed on and being intentional about passing those on. Yeah. The generations after as well. And this is one of those keys too, I know for myself and for my husband, like we're super, super just really passionate about this Mm -hmm. because I think for us, we've both come from a lot, but we see that my daughter is caring so much different now because we've chosen and we've made different decisions and we've cut off things and we've prayed through generational patterns, but we've also just day in and day out have made different decisions. And it's a pretty powerful thing when you see her hit milestones you know, like if something happened when I was four or something happened when my husband was seven and you look at her mm-hmm. at four and seven as she grows and you begin to go, wow, she, her life is completely different than what mine looked like at that point. Yep. Knowing that that's the grace and favor of God and that's just who he is, but also under understanding that as parents, when we partner with him and we walk in healing and we give him space to come in and change things, he does it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to watch the next generation walk out their lives in such a different place. And like you said, they're to me, there is just nothing cooler than to be able to watch your choices actually have that much fruit yeah. in the next generation. And just thinking down the road to when I have grandchildren, how much different their lives will be because my husband and I did choose to mm-hmm. say, you know what, enough is enough. These things won't pass yeah. and how the Lord meets us in that and blesses it. And so it really is that matter of intentionality. It's really just saying, okay, Lord, I'm willing to look these things in the face. I'm willing to call them for what they are. I'm willing to take responsibility for the things that I have chosen that were not healthy or helpful. And I'm willing to forgive and look at maybe my mom or my dad or my grandparents or whoever else maybe passed this stuff on that they weren't willing to choose to deal with it. But I'm going to take the responsibility that's in my control Mm -hmm. and do something different. And that is just a really cool thing. And so I think it is that long view. It's asking ourselves, okay, not getting so stuck in the generational patterns and, you know, all the negativity, but really going, what legacy do I want to leave? Yes. Because I think when we're able to have the long view and we're able to see our children or our grandchildren or even just our spiritual children, like we've talked about, there are people that are listening today that may never have their own biological children, but I can bet you there's plenty of children and people that look up to you and care for you and believe in you that you have impact on Mm -hmm. and that you leave a legacy with. And so if we can really begin to look forward and go, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? What do I want people to remember me by? That then really can challenge us to a 
a place of intentionality and making those decisions mm-hmm. in our own generational patterns mm-hmm. and what needs to be broken and dealt with. Yeah. I think it just goes back to the importance of, you know, we've talked a lot, I feel like on Mercy Talk, about the importance of vision mm-hmm. and what an important role that plays in everybody's life, regardless of what season you're walking in. But really, when you have that vision going forward, you know, one of Nancy Alcorn's favorite questions is who's on the other side of your obedience? Yeah. And I think when we realize that the choices we're making are going to impact other people, and also when we help others that we're helping understand that, man, how awesome is it that the choices you're making today and the hard work that you're putting in, you know, to breaking some of these patterns, to really walking in freedom, they are going to have such a significant impact on lives after you. And there are really a lot of other people on the other side of these choices you're making. And just how cool it is to say it's actually bigger than you. This is about you walking in freedom and wholeness, but oh my goodness, think Mm -hmm. about all the other people that are going to be impacted and, and their lives are going to be changed because you're making these choices. And I just feel like when people get that vision, it really can sometimes propel them forward in that in that journey. It's just a cool thing, you know. Jen, one of the things that I know we are really excited about is that we have just recently solidified some new dates for our Freedom Experience mm-hmm. event for 2017. And it's at these Freedom Experience events that, you know, all these keys to freedom that we've been talking through over the past few weeks, we really focus in on in that weekend together and really help people walk through and activate these keys in their life. And we just give them the opportunity to not just learn about them, but how do I put this into practice in my own life? And it's just been so, so cool at each of the events that we've had so far to see the way that the Lord just uses these biblical principles to really transform people's lives. I can't believe how many people sometimes that, you know, have come up to me at workshops or things like that. And they're like, man, I went to Freedom Experience and literally my life is completely different now than it was before. It's just amazing because obviously we believe in these teachings and we get really excited about that event, but it's what the Lord does with it when he just takes it and does all the things that we couldn't have ever planned Mm -hmm. or done ourselves. And so we could not believe in these events more. And the the first date that we have set for 2017 is April 21st and 22nd, and that's going to be happening at Seeds of Greatness Bible Church in Newcastle, Delaware. And it's an amazing group of people. I am so pumped for us to be able to do an event at that church. So if you live anywhere around the East Coast, or if you know anybody who does, or even if you don't, and you can just hop on a plane and come join us. That would be awesome. You can register now. It's on our website at mercymultiplied.com. And we would absolutely love to to see you there. Uh, so yeah, that's just a great opportunity, I think, to really put a lot of these principles that we've been discussing into practice. And man, if you're helping somebody, and you're walking this journey with somebody, I can't imagine really anything greater for you to be able to bring them to and maybe come with them yeah. and to experience that weekend together would be awesome. So we are going to continue on with our Keys to Freedom teachings next week. We're going to be uh, moving on to our next key. So we hope that you will join us then. Thank you.